Working Artist Project is brought to you by Second Line Arts Collective. Learn how you can support at secondlinearts.org. We're creating a platform for those who are curious. One that tells the story from the artist's perspective. Moments in time, captured from the innovators who are reshaping dance, music, theater, and the visual arts. This is The Working Artist Project. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to The Working Artist Project. My name is Gregory Ajid, and I am so excited to be back. And uh, let me welcome our co-host, or slash the man of the hour, Mr. Darian Douglas. Everybody, I'm here. I'm here every week because I'm a crazy person. I don't take <laughs> vacations. Greg was out here uh, on a beach with some penguins, having a good time. You know, sometimes you, you got when you're trying to get away from COVID, you got to go to the far reaches of the earth. <laughs> <laughs> the only place they don't got COVID right now is, I would say, Antarctica and maybe uh, in, in some of those deserts. You know what I mean? But we have to be we have goes. to be careful. Don't, don't say too much because we're going to get flagged and taken off of Facebook uh, uh, for having that's, false that's information about COVID. <laughs> that's right. That's true. No more COVID talk. Yo, OK, let's let's get right into it, man. Greg, welcome back. We're happy to have you. And uh, go ahead and introduce introduce our guest for tonight. So we're super excited to have an incredible, incredible, incredible musician, producer, trumpet player, uh, composer. Um, this guy's a fitness guru, one of the stylish, most stylish motherfuckers I know. Excuse me, pardon my my French. I've been on vacation for a second, um, <laughs> but uh, so we're, we're gonna invite. Uh, he's also a member of the the world famous Soul Rebels Brass Band, and uh, these cats have played with people. I'm just gonna name some of the uh, the artists they have collaborated with over the last couple of years. Um, have you ever heard of Katy Perry or oh. DMX? Uh, they wow. performed on NPR's Tiny Desk, The Colbert Late Show. Um, they've done some other stuff with Nas, g Easy, Robin Thicke, Macy Gray, man, Robert Glasper. Um, and now, you know, I think uh, we can say the Soul Rebels have collaborated with, with uh, the uh, Second Line Arts Collective. So we're, we're flattered and honored to have such a, an incredible musician and wonderful person. And also, I want to say this cat's a, a world-class educator. And uh, we're going to invite to the, to the the Working Artist Project, Mr. Julian Gossen. Yeah, Julian, where you at? What's happening, man? How y'all doing? Oh, we good, man. Welcome. And we, hey, man, you kind of famous, man. You've been on Tiny Desk. You don't play. You don't play with everybody, man. You probably play with Michael Jackson, man. This is crazy. In my dreams, definitely in my dreams, man. <laughs> I see you got the, you got the the Michael Jackson. You got a, a vinyl or something like that right behind you. Oh yeah, yeah. It's the is that the Michael? That's, that's constant inspiration. Off the wall, right there. Yeah, yeah. Constant inspiration. That's killing. Well, Julian, Julian, how you doing, man? How how, how you been? Um, how you been living these days, man? You know, just adjusting. Adjusting to the world, man. It's, it's a different time. Um, feel like we're in a different place, you know. But you know, with everything, we gotta um, persevere and you know, strive, get through it, and make the best of it. So you know, I'm I'm always an optimistic person. So I just try to find the light in everything and uh, just keep it moving. So so you know, I guess we, man, that's a great place to start because I think you know everyone has been living their life over the last year and a half, um, kind of just revolving around this ever changing situation with COVID, and so maybe maybe we could start there and just man talk about how how has your life changed uh, going from right. being on the road right. to to kind of figuring out how to make it work. Yeah, man, um, it's definitely changed drastically. You know, it was overnight. I mean, <laughs> I remember we were on tour on the East Coast, um, we had about maybe three or four days left for like a two and a half week tour. And we got the call the night after our last gig in Connecticut. They were like, yo, we flying y'all home in the morning. And this when COVID was kind of just circling the country. So we were kind of a little, you know, a little skeptical about it, kind of confused, not too informed on what was really going on. But, um, you know, we flew home and hadn't been on the road since. And that was March of 2020. So, uh, you know, just some adjustments and, you know, working on getting a chance to work on some new projects, 
you know, dip your uh, dip your feet in some new waters. Um, so yeah, you know, you look at for everything, just like Hurricane Katrina, a gift and a curse at the same time. You know, you try to find good. Yeah, it's in, funny. In all of it. So I feel I think it's funny that you bring up Katrina too, because like when COVID was first happening, you know, I was also in New Orleans and. And it, it just eerily had this like Katrina vibe to it, man. It did. Like just, it did. just I don't know if it, it wasn't the same situation, right. but yeah, Katrina right. is like the parallel. Yeah, it was just <laughs> Katrina for everybody. <laughs> you know yeah, I think you know one thing that I was telling Cass, you know, because I, I went, I was on the Gulf Coast of Mississippi okay. during Katrina, and I was like, what are the, what are the chances in in one lifetime that you go through two major catastrophes that like uproot your man. entire life? Right, right. You know what I mean? And, and people who went through Katrina like us know how hard it was from trying to find family members to like, oh, shoot, where do I, yeah. where I'm going to live? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, like, you know, that it, it was kind of deep that to to experience this two times, yeah, man. man. Yeah. You know, and it, like what, what so you, you mentioned earlier, like some adjustments, like what kind of adjustments are you making and, and what are you getting into that's new that you right, weren't well, getting into? Um, I had before. a chance to dig into some more producing. Um actually had a chance to sit down and gather some creative thoughts and start uh, working on my own record, you know. Um, got that going. I got myself involved with another project with a homie of mine, Lil Jodeci. He DJs and um, kind of a house, live horn, you know, instrumentation type of vibe. Uh, so yeah, working on that. Um, still involved with the schools, working at Warren Easton. Also working at the Trombone Shorty Foundation, you know, mentoring the kids, trying to give back uh, what was given to us, Greg and myself, you know, being from New Orleans. Um, so, you know, just trying to keep stay busy, man, within the confines of the restrictions, you know. Of uh, You know, when the quarantine was, we'll say, like, kind of just settling in and it kind of felt that we were all going to be living in this, this, uh, this, this is going to be our life for a minute. Um, I remember kind of, you know, I think all of us were just on Facebook and Instagram all day. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and and you started this whole project that was like lighting up my timeline. And it was actually like one of the most killing things that I had seen. You were doing something called the, the Corona Cypher Sessions. Man. And uh, man, why, why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. And, so uh, what, what was the idea behind the, that? The Corona Cypher, man. So homie of mine, uh, Winston Turner, he lives not too far from me. And, you know. That was my workout. I would go in his backyard and we were just working out and just brainstorming on some stuff. And, you know, came up with the idea of uh, doing a cypher, you know, the, took the traditional cypher, hip hop cypher, but we wanted to apply it to all art forms. You know, whether you're a cook, whether you're a hairdresser, whether you're an artist, whether you're a poet, singer, dancer, anything involving the arts, we wanted to display it to the world because we felt like that platform was taken away from us creatives. So we wanted to just, you know, try to give it, give some the people some sense of normalcy within 60 seconds. So, you know, I chopped up classic R&B and hip hop tunes that are very familiar to most people. And um, I let the people do their thing. You know, I just told them, you know, do it, what you feel is right. You know, so I had a cat on there. He was cooking like some jackfruit to outcast track. It was, it was a vibe, <laughs> man. Um, it, uh, we had a, you know, trombone shorty came and spit some stuff, had a DJ on there, Rob Smooth. Uh, it was a vibe, man. So it lasted at least a good two months solid. And we were able to reach people all over the world, all over the world. Had people from Europe, from Africa, submitting videos, you know, just trying to be a part of the Corona Cypher. And I definitely feel like I um, accomplished what I wanted to do. You know, just give the people something, a platform to showcase their talent, known and unknown. You know, and just just put it out there, man, because we had we didn't have a stage to perform on. So that was that was the vibe behind that. So you you actually had people like hitting you man, up and yeah, submitting yeah. sessions yeah, for so you. like what? Uh, yeah. Some people I hit up, some people hit me up. Like, you know, the cast that lived out of town. Like I hit Sullivan up, uh Sullivan Fordner. I sent him the track and he sent me back his uh audio. So I just lined up the audio with the video. So I kind of touched up on my uh videographer skills from college. So that helped a bit. Um, so yeah, man, it was it was fun. It was definitely fun during that time. 
It, just for Yo, the record, man, that's, I hit that's, you up. I was so excited. Yeah, yeah, I was like, Greg, I had to be <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, Greg, you you was on that? Yeah, you was Greg. on that? I, oh, text, I, sent him a, I DM'd him and I was like, Julian, please let me you do one. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Julian, man, you a real gracious cat to, to let a cat Yo. with a clarinet come in yeah. and cipher, dog. I don't yeah, know Greg, about you that. You got to carry it out. Your whole perspective <laughs> is going to change, man. I'm telling you. Oh, okay. Yo, I, I'm I'm on I'm on YouTube right now searching for that shit. I'm like, word, I gotta word. see this, man. I, but you know, but that's crazy because that whole idea that sound like a Netflix man, show to me, man. You you need to you need you, you know, need to hit Netflix. I, I just feel up. like when I was doing it, just doing it for the love of it, you know. But I, as time went on, I, I really was starting to think like, man, this could really be something big if the right people get their hands on it, you know. But I didn't really pursue it all the way, so I just kind of just let it die off and felt like it did what it needed to do. Say, bro, it's not, it ain't too, it's never late, too late, man. man. It's never, it's it never ain't too late. late. Never, Luther Vandross, never too late. Oh, Del, Delta variant, <laughs> Delta variants back, so we might, might have part, no two. part two. Right? <laughs> oh man, oh, oh that's man, it. That's it. Do Do you remember how many how many uh, videos you oh, made? Man, it was at those sessions, maybe forty to fifty. Yeah, oh, man, and I was dropping them like yeah. Monday through Friday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was like crazy. It was crazy, man. It was um, it's all on my Instagram. If you go to Nola Juice, at Nola Juice, check them out. Um, yeah, man, it was dope. We uh, and there's also a Corona Cipher page as well with just the videos. One of what something that I really liked too was that like you would a couple cats would play over the same yeah. um the same samples yeah. and loops, and so it was like really hip to see like what people would do with the right. same thing that you exactly. sent and it's just like all this right. different creativity right. happening and 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 uh, you know again what you were saying uh, an amazing community um a, a way of getting the community involved and, and having everyone yeah, man. say a little it's something just, you know i just wanted to use my little platform and expose people who you might not know you know what i'm saying um people who follow me might not know there's a heart player in new york that's killing brandy was killing on that shit so mm-hmm. yeah. I exposed her to the people I do, and hopefully, you know, that's kind of just what I wanted to do, to just get people out there. And I know we don't really have an opportunity right now to perform, you know. Didn't you have a flautist from Cuba also do one? Is that, did that happen? Well, I'm like, maybe. I had, a, I had a bass player from Cuba and a trombone player from Cuba. That's what it was. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it was a trombone player, excuse me. Yeah. yeah. Man, you know, the most beautiful thing about this, you guys, is that the creativity, because we got put in a situation where we couldn't express ourselves like we normally right. did. And so I don't know if people listening to this, you may or may not be a creative, but if you are, you understand that bottleneck where you just like, man, I got to, it's like, it's like, you know, my, you, you work out. So it's like all of a sudden you can't go to the gym. Right. There's some aggression yeah. inside you. Like, oh, I need to punch yeah. somebody in the face, dog. I'm, you know, <laughs> and it's kind of the same with music or creativity where, where it's so, so like all of these great ideas are just right. bubbled out of you. Like, you know, you was eating some shrimp or something. You was like, you know yeah. what I should do, man? I should. <laughs> it came out of nowhere, man. You know? Yeah. That's, and that's beautiful, man. I'm, I, what else came out of you? Like, what else, like, on that level, that high level? Yeah, well, talk about it, of creativity. Um, so I made a song uh, last summer. Um, we did a remix of uh, a very popular tune, Don't Stand So Close to Me. Oh, right. shit. Okay. Uh, so, <laughs> see, see, man, you ain't send me none of this, man. I could have been right now. I could have bam played this under uh, while you talking, you know. <laughs> so, I don't know if you know or not. It's like an old, like '80s tune by the Police, right? Yeah. Um, you know, it fit it fit the vibe at the time. Don't stand so close to me. You know, the six feet joint. Back up, and uh, me and my homie Winston, we remix we uh, remixed it. And just put the whole Corona flip on it. We put like a trap beat on it. It's crazy. Like shot a music. I shot a music video on my iPhone. Um, it's dope, man. I'm, I'm gonna have to send you the link so you can check it out. It's on you. If you just type in "Don't Stand So Close to Me" remix, it'll pop up. It's on the uh, the Brassaholics page. Not on. Not just on Is YouTube. No, just don't, don't stand so close to me. Uh, all right, I'm gonna rip this and send it to Darian real quick. Yeah, yeah, y'all got it. Y'all got it. We gonna we gonna try to get this queued up for y'all yeah. before we got so, you know before the show is over. Song, so y'all can see that. If you know the traditional "Don't Stand So Close to Me" song, we pretty much took the uh, rhythm of the verse, but just changed the words, and we put a dance to it on the chorus, like "Don't Stand So Close to Me," 
like kind of back up type of thing. And that that's it right there. I'll send it to Darian in just it. a second. But it was cool, man. Again, I had submissions from all over the world. So like all the people that submitted themselves doing the dance, we uh, labeled their city at the bottom of it where they're from. Yeah, people from Senegal, uh, Paris, I mean, all over the world, man. So it was a, a fun, fun tune to get out. And, you know, at the same time, promoting the social distance. Thing. So, um, yeah, man, it just, it just was a lot of just creative juices going on during that time and, and still going on. So uh, just trying to keep it going, man, just trying to stay busy and keep my hands and everything, you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious. What, is it, what inspires oh, you? Man. Why do you why do you, why do you do what you, you know? I wake up every morning, man. I'm blessed to uh, to realize that I've been given a gift, and um, you know, very fortunate for that. And I and I just try to take opportunity every opportunity I can to embrace it. You know what I'm saying? Um, whether it's giving back, whether it's performing for crowds, uh, it's just music is just something I love to do. You know, um, I even tried to quit one time. It, it the music. Didn't let me quit right after Katrina. Lost my home. Uh, you know, kind of discouraged, but uh it just found its way right back to me. So I felt like this was what I should be doing in some form or fashion, whether it's on stage playing the trumpet, whether it's producing a record, whether it's writing a song. Um, so you know, just the creative niche is just me. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like with anything, you gotta be true to yourself and you just gotta follow your calling. And if that's what it is, you just got to stay true to it and, you know, keep working. You just got to keep working. Yeah, that's, that's super beautiful. Um, the other day I was I was on YouTube scouring the Internet and I, I came across the the Noka Senior recital from like 2003. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it's like I guess like so much time has passed and sometimes you, you forget how we made original connections right. with people. And I remember, again, like growing up and watching you play <laughs> as a kid. And, and um, man, you know, again, talking about like music and what inspired you, man, I was wondering if you would, you would talk about too, um, maybe like how you got into music too, like right. being a new, you know, a born and bred mm-hmm. New Orleanian. And also, you know, I, I just, when I think of like, you know, when you go to Paris, you right. want a croissant. When you go to Italy, you want some pasta. When you come to New Orleans, you want to see some brass band music or some, you know, you mm-hmm. want to see some music. And I think like you are one of the people that like fully embodies what it means to be from New Orleans. And so like, how, what is, what does playing music mean to you? Or like, how did you Man, get into so, you it know, too? Growing up in New Orleans, uh, you know, being in the band is the popular thing to do, you know, and most places around the country, you know, your star football player might be, you know, the biggest guy on campus. But in New Orleans, your drum major is probably the biggest guy on campus. Um, so I only like that in New Orleans, though. I only like that in New Orleans. Um, so, yeah, man, you know, starting elementary school, uh, we had a band, had an exceptionally well a band instructor at an elementary school. Um, started there, transitioned to Gregory, marched in the band for three years over there. Got introduced to Jonathan Bloom, Mr. Bloom. Uh, my eighth grade year, and he kind of put me on the whole jazz band vibe. You know, he would come and get us out of class. That's out of the Heritage School. You remember, Greg? Jazz and Heritage School. Uh, you know, he would come to like, I think, three schools, Gregory, Fantasy, and I think McDonald 15. And he would get a select group of kids um, and teach us the music of New Orleans. So, you know, that transitioned into me auditioning in Anoka. Um, auditioned in Anoka, got in, and, you know, met some of the baddest cats in the world currently. Um, that you all might know, John Baptiste, Sullivan Fortner, Troy Trombone, Shorty Andrews, Chris Royal, um, Michael Ballard, and all these guys were in my class. All these guys were in the same class. Um, so, yeah, man, it just, you know, that in itself, just being around those dudes at the time was inspiration. And of course, Clyde Kerr was our instructor and Ken Jordan. Um, being around those legends was was so beneficial, man, not only for our musical careers, but just life. You know, they taught us so much. Um, we definitely, you know, paid attention for sure. Um, but it was a blessing, man, to be to be amongst those guys and, and just to be around a level of professionalism at that age, you know? You know, you typically, your 
typical 14, 15 year old. Probably running around, have fun, having fun. Uh, but we were like in a practice room till 6, 6.30 at night. And I had to go home and practice some more to be ready for like a performance on Friday, what they call performance class. Um, so yeah, man, you know, they taught us this, you know, responsibility and how to carry yourself as a professional and all those things transpired into, you know, who we are today um, as professionals. So yeah, man, I'm just, you know, just grateful for all the experiences that have been thrown at me throughout my life and um, definitely very grateful for it. By yeah, chance, man, New Orleans is. I mean, I'm ahead, sorry, Darren. Go ahead. I was just gonna say New Orleans is kind of a special place, you know, where somehow y'all breed up like thoroughbred <laughs> musicians. It'll be like, yeah, man, you know, it was like Michael Jordan, Kobe, uh, Tim Duncan. Yeah. You know, it's like, you like, damn, yeah. dog, like all y'all one was in class. one class. One class. Shit. Yeah, which is which is man, to, that always blows my mind, man. Like, what what were y'all doing, man? Yeah. Just like, yo, bro, the way y'all trying to like be. Pipe each it was, other. It was crazy, what was man. Um, I remember back then, you know, I was still like on a cusp of do I want to play basketball? Do I want to play trumpet? So I was I was dealing with that. You know what I'm saying? Because I was really into sports at the time, but I love music, you know. Um, so I was still battling those demons. Do I go home and practice or do I go home and shoot some hoops? You know what I'm saying? So some days I might take this route, but, you know, I was like, damn, man, every class I'm coming to class, these cats piping me. So I got to take it, start taking the serious. But it was definitely a, 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 a serious, you know, battle, but clearly just trying to make each other better, you know. It wasn't so much I'm trying to be a pipe you per se, but just trying to make everybody better. Because, I mean, when Sullivan walked in the door, he was already piping everybody. <laughs> you know, like, man, where did this dude come from? And, and Troy was the same way. So... You know, just being around these cats was like, yo, you got to be on your P's and Q's at all times. So it was, it was definitely fun. And, um, right. you know, I definitely appreciate that time. Yeah, man, that's what's up. Dude, I feel like, that, you know, again, like, I feel like that was like the golden years of my life. Like, I always look back on the time of my life and I'm just like, what? Man. What happened? <laughs> like, that's man. insane. It's you know? crazy. It's crazy, man. Did uh just hey randomly did Kent ever make you play giant steps in three different keys like he was like <laughs> it was like man the modulation keeps happening he, he was obsessed with that song man <laughs> he was obsessed with that song uh, Kent was obsessed with giant steps now, now mind you he was like fourteen like come on Kent man <laughs> yeah man yeah, yeah. <laughs> no I feel like control your subjective mind I man. remember woo. <laughs> I was like, I remember showing up to that class one day and I was like, I could barely play one octave on the clarinet. And Kent's like, all right, solo over this. And it's giant steps. And I'm just yeah. like. That's how he was. Like first day. <laughs> what? First day. Giant steps. He was looking for something, man. He was looking. One of, one of y'all motherfuckers was going to be like, all right, cool. And then <laughs> just shred on it. He's like, oh, yeah. see, I knew it. <laughs> yeah, but then the messed up thing is like he'd be in class and someone like Sullivan would be like, or Troy, yeah. or even like, man, you or all the cats would just like, they'd like hear a couple, like the chorus once or twice and then they start playing over it. And you're like, wait, shit, they're hearing that? Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> then, like, all right, next, let's do it in another key. Like, yeah. <laughs> and we just play the blues. <laughs> so dig it, man. I, I got this video we were talking about, this song we were talking about earlier. What was the name of it again? Uh, Don't Stand. It's called Don't Stand. Don't Stand. Don't stand so I'm going to play. Let's see. Let's see if it'll work. I'm going to play a few minutes of that. Here we go. Everybody, please stay inside. You don't know how bad things can be. I know you want to. But you might make some others sick Frustrating, we're waiting To get back our normal life So be patient, or be a patient Don't take a chance and roll that dice Don't test me, don't stand so Don't stand so close to Don't stand so close to 
six, man. Look, you don't really want to catch that Rona. From the bottom of the boot to California. Fever high like you're sitting in a sauna. Stay home, you already got a warning. The simple things in life we miss. To give a hug, handshake, or a kiss. Keep it cool like the girls don't trip. Play your part, grab a glass, take a we sip. We be walking around with a mask on. We be throwing parties on the cell phone. It's hard right now, don't trip. We gonna win, but for now, you know, we gotta keep it home. Then my people dying, we crying, man. Anybody know about this here? I believe they did. Now they lie. Now, we just never know they got to cut it we don't want to yeah, get no yeah, copyright yeah. we won't get no copyright <laughs> so so basically to, to just to review what was happening in that video yeah so i uh i sent them um an example of the dance and i was like look this is what we're doing you know i kind of gave them a rhythm and they just did it you know and i just took it and copied it and you know Put it in there. Um, but if you listen to the original by the police, you'll, you'll get it. That's super killer. So, you know, I guess, you know, one of the blessings of this whole situation was, again, like just, you know, all of us, you're on the road 200 plus days a year. You've got all kinds of things going on, teaching. And, and I guess maybe, you know, Darian and I were kind of living the same life where we're working all the time. And I guess the, the cool thing about Corona was, again, like, be having the opportunity to to focus on our solo right. projects and things like that. So you were you were telling us earlier that you were actually now nearing the completion of yeah. a new single yeah. and uh, getting your yeah, new record yeah. coming, coming out, out soon. Record, hopefully first quarter, so early next year. But the single I'm hoping to have out around Labor Day. Um, it's finished. I just got to get it mixed and mastered. Um, but you know, depending on the engineer, that shouldn't take too too long. Uh, but yeah, man, I'm excited about it. I have a feature on it. I won't, I won't name drop the feature at the moment. Come nah, on, name drop. Name, name drop. Man, after all the names we dropped earlier, I'm afraid that like who you got Jesus on it. <laughs> oh, man, <laughs> very, very reputable uh, person in, in the in the hip hop world. Though. Uh, oh, Cardi B, Cardi B. If I guess it, that's right. He got Cardi oh, B on man. it, y'all. Everybody go out, go get the record. Cardi B on that joint, Cardi dog. B. <laughs> man that's awesome but maybe so 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 you know again like solo projects and all that stuff but maybe we can like take a step back too and so you're you're a member of one of the most in demand reputable in the you know just the baddest brass bands in the land uh, the soul rebels yeah. so man i was wondering if you could talk about how you joined the band and maybe we could dig into a little about your experiences yeah, working man. with that, um, that project. So unofficially, I started coming around the band like 2007, right after Katrina. Uh, would visit the local spot uptown, Le Bon Ton Relay. So we have a gig every Thursday night. It's titled the Thursday Night House Party. So um, I would just go up there, you know, hang out, check out the band. I was always a fan of the band. And eventually I would just start sitting in. You know, and after sitting in for a couple months, um, you know, here, here and there, I would get called for a gig, you know, just to fill in for one of the members. Um, and eventually I started to get that call a little bit more often. And, um, you know, it just transitioned. I uh, was with a previous band. And then, you know, it kind of was a, an official call, uh, what have you. And uh, it happened like that. So I officially became a member I was I think it was 2010 yeah so officially a member 2010 and from there on man we just kind of just hit it really really hard um on the road traveling um a lot of shows uh, a lot of collaborations um so you know a lot of people see the the big names and it, it wasn't always the big names so you, you know, kind of had to crawl before you walk type of thing um I remember the first guy we actually did like a real guess with was Slick Rick. He was like the first one to kick it all off. Slick Rick and from Slick Rick, I mean, it just evolved into so many names. I can't even remember everybody. 
um, you know, some of the more notable ones that people might know are Nas, DMX, Talib Kweli, Metallica, um, Suzanne, Suzanne Vega, uh, Katy Perry, Macklemore, Ryan Lewis. I can't name everybody, but it's been you know some of your top tier people in in the music business, and uh, it's been a, it's been a, a fun ride, man. It's been a fun ride. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Magazine. Uh, I can't remember. Yep. That's magazine. on magazine. Yeah. It's you know that's just a local man, bar, local man. Spot, man. And you know, till till today, it's still still popping every Thursday night. Y'all, I'm sure y'all y'all pack it out now because of y'all select. I mean, you know what, man? It used it was packed before that. It was just the spot. You know, people just like like the band. They like the vibe of the club. You know, and it just felt it felt like home. So, you know, whenever there's an opportunity to feel like home, people want to feel that. So, you know, it wasn't no uh, stardom or anything. It was just people out having a good time, enjoying the band, good drinks, and just having a good night. You know, typical New Orleans night. One of the things that I love about New Orleans so much is that, you know, I feel like every night of the week there's a different band like a different musical feature yeah. right tuesdays you go check out soul rebels at greg ig quartet um and you know <laughs> there's all kinds of stuff but every time anyone's asked me what to do i'm like yo thursday soul rebel Fonton, that's yeah. the spot to be you know there's no there's you're wasting your yeah, time yeah, on a thursday else. yeah pretty much yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's but but again like man so what what are some of the differences like having been in the band so long, like how has being a member of Soul Rebels changed now that you all have reached, um, you know, like some of the highest level stages mm -hmm. in the world, like being on the Colbert right. show and, and things like that? Um, you know, I think the approach is just different. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, you know, we've learned a lot over the past years and just about being a traveling band and, you know, some of the requirements that come with being a traveling band and some things that you should require being a traveling band, um, you know, historically, and what I what I gathered when I first started traveling, you know, some of the sound men across the country or the world, rather, they would look at us, you know, with a little side eye when it would come to stuff like sound checking and, um, you know, rehearsing. So, you know, they felt like we didn't deserve a sound check, you know, because we were quote unquote brass band, um, you know, because they were used to some bands just coming in when the gig started playing the gig and that was it. Um, but you know, we evolved, we started traveling with in-ear monitors. That was something we pushed, pushed heavy for. I think we're probably the only brass band to use in-ear monitors, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong. Um, but you know, it's just trying to fit that industry standard, that mold of being a professional and how you want people to perceive you, you know, like we should be able to get a real sound check. You know, we feel like this is important. You know, this is going to potentially make or break our career. You know, what it sounds like out in the front of the house. So um, just little things like that, you know, being on time for sound check, um, you know, transitioning from the airport to the hotel, all those little things, you know, we had to really get adjusted to. And, um, you know, that just comes with the business. And, and those things, um, you know, the fan doesn't quite see those things all the time. But it's a lot of wear and tear. It, it can be tedious. But at the end of the day, you know, we signed up for us. We, we love music. So we just have to deal with it in the process and embrace it, you know. But in the same time, you know, you want to show up to your gig and, you know, be treated with the same respect that you would treat the next band regardless of their instrumentation. So, um, so you know, we just had some ups and downs with that. But um, again, man, this, this has been a fun ride, definitely a blessing to travel the world, you know, playing music. Um, you know, I'm on my second passport. I've been to several countries. I can't name all of them. Um, it's just been fun, man, to experience different cultures. And all of, all of that is through music, you know what I'm saying? So you just never know. You just never know what, you know, the man above has in store for you. You just stick to what you're doing, you know, stay true to yourself and work hard. Yeah, bro. You know, one thing me and Greg always joke, I'm from the country, you know right. what I'm saying? I'm from All Mississippi. Right. And so like, you know, I never, 
in a million years was like, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna play drums and I'm gonna travel the world. Like yeah. I, I, that just, I was just like, I'm gonna play drums at church. Right, right, it, right. <laughs> the end. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so that that's a really great point for some people, especially for our young listeners listening. If you have passion for something, especially music, you, or you might want to yeah. be a doctor or whatever, you can you can do anything really, and it can take you beyond your wildest dream. Definitely, you know, like a cat. Like you probably was like, man, you never was like five and like, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna go man, to Greece, bro. dog. I'm, I'm gonna go to Africa. I know you. Yeah, I'm gonna go to Japan. You never, you never thought. It, man. That. I just used to just look at Michael Jackson videos and just say, I want to be Michael Jackson. You know. But I think every kid wanted to be Michael Jackson. But you never really thought, you know, you could really get close to being Michael Jackson. Um, but yeah, man. When he turned into that damn panther, yeah, he was yo, like, shit. Yo, shit. <laughs> yeah. I that was a moonwalk. I think that was moonwalk. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I, Hold wait up. a minute. You in your living room yeah, in your drawers, like, hey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, you know, just, it can happen, man, if you just believe in yourself and stick to it and, and work hard, man. Just just never give up on it, you know? Hmm. What was, was there a particular moment where you find yourself on a gig or, or going somewhere or doing whatever where you were just like, holy shit, I'm man. doing this right now? Well, <laughs> I can't say it was on a gig, but when we went to uh, Beijing and I got to see the Great Wall, I was like, hold up, you know? It didn't even look real. I didn't even... It just, I just felt like I was on the end of the world and I just couldn't believe where I was standing. It, you know, it just looked so surreal. And, you know, you see it on TV and just like, man, I'm really over here because of this trumpet. Um, so, you know, it definitely was a eye awakening moment and, you know, just a blessing in the sky. Like, damn, I'm really in China at the Great Wall of China, one of the seven wonders of the world, you know, coming from New Orleans, you know what I'm saying? It's just one of those things like, damn. Really, really did something with my life. Yeah, bro. You know, back in the day, our grandparents or even our parents, they had to yeah. join the military to get up yeah. out there, yeah. <laughs> out their neighborhood. Yeah, man. You for know, sure. for sure. So uh, we, uh, we really uh, join the, you know, the movement, the, the Panther movement, or you know, during during those times, you had to get on a bus, but you was doing that for righteous reasons, you know, not not for pleasure. That's some crazy man. Uh, man, actually, if, if you have it queued up, man, we, I think this might be a, a great chance to uh, to check out um, one of uh, Julian's tunes that he produced, and also have an opportunity to check out what the Soul Rebel sound like. Oh, that's a uh, Sabor Latino. Yeah, yeah, kind of. So that song was inspired um, by uh, a show on Netflix called Narcos. Oh, I man, love that so, show, dog. You know, at the time, I was heavy <laughs> in Narcos, so I was feeling very Latinish. Um, so yeah, it's like a Latin vibe with a New Orleans twist to it. Um, so yeah, I just was like, man, it's giving me some Narcos feels. So that was the inspiration behind that tune. All right. Don't nobody do no, no cocaine. No, 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 definitely not. Check this out. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. <laughs>
Beautiful, beautiful. Darren, if you, I think you need to tear your gain up a little bit on the mic. Oh, sorry. Did y'all hear me? I said I had to turn it off because uh, I ain't want nobody to get their old lady pregnant. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that was sexy, dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Man, so as, as I was listening to that, you know, I'm thinking to myself, uh, you know, brass band. And, 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 you know, here in New Orleans, there's, I, I would consider y'all like our pioneering, like, God, I don't know how to say this, like moving the music forward. I don't mm-hmm. like using that, but um, there's so many different styles of brass band within the genre of quote unquote right, brass right. band music. And so I was wondering if you could kind of speak to like what the band's concept is of like what you all are trying to sound like or what you're trying to do with the, that, the brass band instrumentation. Right. Well, you know, um, soul rebels have always viewed themselves as a stage act, you know, and not necessarily a brass band, just a band. Um, so, you know, without the limitations of, um, you know, being tied down to the street or, you know, the traditional brass band gigs, which are great, but, you know, Soul Rebels wanted to uh, venture off into other avenues and become a little bit more mainstream. Um, so, you know, definitely inspiration from the roots in that department. Um, they were able to be very successful at it, obviously. Uh, so, yeah, that was kind of kind of the way or the route we wanted to take. Definitely get to that mainstream level. You know, we we want to be the guys you go see at the arenas and at the domes and, you know, vice versa and all that stuff. So uh, that was kind of the approach, man. And just, you know, staying true to our own sound um, and whether that's experimenting with different instruments, you know, guitars, pianos, because at the end of the day, it's just music. You know, we don't want to limit ourselves or limit the music or you know sell a music short because we want to just stick to the traditional instrumentation of the brass band we want the we want the best sound possible so if that means implementing keys guitar bass a harp a flute um you know what have you we're gonna do it you know whatever we just we all about the music man and we let the music speak for it for us so uh you know we just Wanted to kind of stretch that envelope, like on our on our latest record. If you listen to it, um, you know it's very song driven. All of the uh, majority, with the, I think the exception of two songs, two songs are instrumental. All the other songs are song driven. So that's what we were going for, man. You know, we kind of just wanted to uh, put the traditional brass band um, style in the forefront. You know, we don't want to be the home players that back up Beyonce. We want to be the Beyonce. So that was just kind of the mindset about it and our approach to it because, um, you know, when we're on the road and when we're traveling, when we do shows, we are the entertainers as well as the home players. You know, that's not, that's not too common in mainstream bands. Usually the home players are just backup, right? And you have your your main act who you actually coming to see. You might not even know who's on the horn. You might have one of the baddest horn players in the world on the horn, but you wouldn't know, you know, so, uh, and, and, or even in the band period, a lot of traveling, you know, famous artists, they have some of the best musicians in the world and the fans don't even really know that, you know what I'm saying? Um, so, you know, <laughs> and it's, it's unfortunate and it's sad, but it is what it is. You know, like some of these these cats, man, they they like the best in the world at what they do, you know? And, you know, you got a arena of 50,000 people, they might not even know. This is like the, one of the best drummers in the world. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, so... Right, going. right. So, you know, <laughs> we kind of just wanted to change, you know, the mindset of, of people. And when they see us, like, all right, they're not just horn players or they're not just drummers. Like they, these guys are actually artists themselves. So, um, but in order to do that, we had to let the people know and, you know, give them a product so they can erase or whatever they have in their head or their visions of us. So that's just, just where we were at. And that was the inspiration behind it. And that's, and that's who we are. So that's, that's so relevant, man. My Julian, man, that was beautiful. But I got, I got a real uh, ratchet word, question word. to ask you right now. I'm gonna just need you to be honest, yeah. dog. All right, be 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 honest for the people, dog. That's all I'm asking you, right? I'm now. muting my screen. <laughs> I come back, Greg. All right, man. So, you know, 
Brass bands are True. competitive. All right, so this is kind of a two-part okay. question. One, who the baddest brass band mm -hmm. in New Orleans? Two, are brass bands outside of New Orleans legit or are they straight trash? Some trash. Uh, which question you want me to answer first? <laughs> the New Orleans one. Well, I'm, I'm going to be biased. I'm going to say the Soul Rebels. Um, oh, if, okay. If, if we... Damn, where my shots fired yeah, yeah, sound yeah. effect. Go ahead. <laughs> but, you know, but man, if we're being frank, we don't even like to put ourselves in the brass band conversation if we're being frank. We just like to go as so oh. the brass band has been dropped off of our name. I don't know if y'all, yeah. So it's oh. just the soul. Rebel. So we don't go by the soul rebel brass band. So we just the soul rebel. Oh. You have transcended yeah. the brass we, band. You know, title. we did that intentionally. We didn't we didn't want the brass band. Yeah. Name, you know, now whether people see us is that cool. But okay. We don't go by Soul Rebels Brass Band. We just go by the Soul Rebels. Uh, okay. So yeah. And the second question: There are some that are trash. That are there are some that are really good. Um, I name two trash. trash no, trash. <laughs> the trash ones, I don't know. I, oh, okay. Nah, there right. are some trash. Ones. Uh, but there are some really good. Ones. Okay. All right. I was funny. Good. The whole, while you were while you were while you were talking about again like the the concept and and kind of behind Soul Rebels, I was thinking a very similar question to what Darian asked. But maybe maybe you could break that down a little bit. Like what, like even though you all are expanding upon the tradition and maybe kind of leaving the what you would traditionally think of brass band music. Like what is it that makes you all still a New Orleans band versus like other cats who are trying to play with mm -hmm. four horns and a sousaphone and, and you know drums that they're, they're not playing New Orleans music. Well, what, for, what is that? For one, intangible? we are from New Orleans. So that New Orleans tradition is, is in our blood, you know. Now we just choose not to go that route. But any given moment, you know, if we need to play a funeral, a New Orleans funeral, we can play a New Orleans funeral. If we need to play a traditional set, we can play a traditional set and have the same organic feel as any other band from New Orleans, which a lot of bands that aren't from New Orleans, you know, they might can play the tunes, but the feel is not going to be the same. And that's one thing. It's hard to teach that feel, you know what I'm saying? It's just like those cats on the East Coast playing that New Jack Swing. It's hard to teach that if you don't have it on the drums. Um, so, you know, same thing in New Orleans. So I think by us being New Orleans natives, that's gonna always naturally be there whenever we need to go back to our roots. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's the difference, being from New Orleans and not because, you know, Greg, that New Orleans street beat, that's tough. That's you can't tough. teach it, bro. Yeah, I always tell cats, if you never lived in New Orleans, then you you know you you'll never get yeah it. man it's because like, you you, you got to kind of live in the culture to really to really understand what it is yeah you got to you got to you got to live it mm -hmm. if if and if you haven't heard it by the time you're like ten or twelve it's too late <laughs> <laughs> it's just never gonna happen it's like speaking a language you're always gonna you're always gonna have an accent yeah. you know you you, you got to live it man um. You know, that's just growing up in New Orleans. You hear it. It's in the food we eat. It's in the way we talk, believe it or not. The way people down here talk, you know, the rhythm and the draw, all that translates to the drum. And it goes, all that goes back to slavery in Congo Square. So, um, and that's the native to New Orleans. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, the average person in New Orleans can feel it. And a trained drummer, you know, from a conservatory, Probably can't feel it, but your average dude on the corner drinking a beer, he probably could feel it. You know what I'm saying? So it's just New Orleans, the only place where a cat would be drinking a beer on the corner and you play something wrong on a trumpet. Give yeah. me that trumpet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He gonna, either that or he gonna dance to it, whether it's right over him. Right. <laughs> yeah, I feel you though, because you know, like for, for Mississippi, it's the shuffle, because yeah. blues is is just what right. just what right. we do. So, in my opinion, it ain't really too many people outside of Mississippi who can actually mm -hmm. play a shuffle, you know? Especially jazz musicians. They be playing, like, an okay. Art Blakey shuffle, yeah, yeah. which is good. But it ain't, But it ain't like, if you try to play yeah. that with B.B. King, nah, it ain't going to... It's some, it's some yeah. different it shit, dog. It's not going to make what the I'm people saying? move. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Not the same yeah. way. Not the same way. Like, Art Blakey was on it now, but it's just it's different. 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 You know, it's some different shit. It's a different language, man. I, I struggle like a motherfucker trying to figure out... Uh, 
New Orleans grooves and like I used to follow oh, hurling right. around yeah, and Jason the masters. And, and uh yeah like all them cats uh you know Shannon and Gerald French like I follow yeah. them around dog they get tired yeah. of seeing me I'd be like yeah can you just show it to me I showed you <laughs> last night you still ain't got it <laughs> so you know I, I spent a lifetime really trying to get that together I'm yeah, still trying you know so I that's I'm, the way I'm to right do it you. man that's the way to do it yeah yeah bro we we coming up on time dog man. I I, I want to you know before we go I definitely want to give you an opportunity to um, tell the people where to to link with you, where they can buy your uh, your custom uh, hats. Little custom, yeah. Uh, I know, right? Weights. I got to get on. Man. I got to get my uh, my merch game up, man. Got to get yeah. my merch game up. Uh, but right now, just my Instagram is um the only thing I'm working off. I'm working on the website, so you know all all of these little tangibles are in, in the working, but um. Once, once all of it, once all of them come about, I'm gonna just put like a big blast out on um, Instagram. Nola Juice, one word, Nola Juice, like you're drinking juice. Um, so yeah, man, just you know, stay tuned. I got some stuff coming, you know. So uh, trying to stay positive, man. Trying to you know, get through this year, hopefully, you know, on a good note, and um, and hoping that everybody else can say the same. Um, everybody and their families. I know there's a lot going on, especially with the second variant, you know, going around. So you definitely want to wish peace and prosperity and good health to everybody, everybody watching. So, um, yeah, man. Yeah. And and for everyone listening, uh, you know, the Soul Rebels just started their Thursday residency yep. again yep. last week at the Atlanta. So as far as, as today, still it's happening. still happening. Masks are required so now. So. Go. Bring your mask, but we can still have a good time. Bring your mask and your dancing shoes. Just wear your mask. Absolutely. Today, just so we know where we at in the in the grand scheme of life, because this is going to be uh, recorded and listened to over and over. This is August second, twenty twenty one, and uh, we still in the midst of coronavirus. So yeah, y'all y'all go out there to Le Bon Temps Roulet every Thursday night. What time is it? So we starting at ten o'clock. We we trying something new. We're starting early. You know, try to accommodate uh, people that have to work the next morning. We used to start at around eleven thirty hour, but now we're gonna start at ten and get out of there a lot earlier than we used to. We used to leave out of there, man, like two thirty on a Thursday night. Say, bro, yeah, I got kids, saying, man. Right? Look, I, I can look. Like, I got. Look, I, I need y'all yeah, to start yeah. at six thirty, dog. <laughs> I gotta be in bed. <laughs> I think. I think ten. I think ten the earliest we can do, man. I think ten the earliest. <laughs> I mean, you can be done by 12. You still got six hours to play with, you know. Man, it's beautiful. Man, well, Julian, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, it's been a pleasure. You know, again, like just sending you love and, and admiration and, and all the things you've been doing with Soul Rebels, the solo projects you've been doing, man, just really incredible. The education work you've been doing, man, Miss Miss Mo and all the kids over at Warren Easton, they love you and they, they speak very highly about you. So thank you so much for all the work you're doing. And uh, man, we, we hope we get a chance to play yeah, soon. We gotta do something. We hit the gym You still too. at the gym, Greg? You still at the gym? No, I've been I've been running, man. I'm trying to get my, my you, son like vitamin D, huh, bro? Yeah. Yeah, bro, I get it. I get it. I get it, man. There you go, y'all. My name is Darian Douglas. And uh, my name is Gregory Ajit. Julian, have a wonderful night. Thank you. All right. All right. We'll catch y'all later. Peace.